Season 4 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. You and you. And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Thomas Taylor, Mr. Eisenseldo, a.k.a. Tony Baritone. It is a blazing day down here in South Florida. It is May 29th. This is the last time we're going to talk in the month of May. It's about 90 degrees outside. How are we going to do it, Big? I'm going to tell you how we're going to do it. It's about to get hot. Because things are heating up in the NBA. So we're going to wrap up the semifinals. We're going to give you my NBA prediction. We ain't going to talk about Kawhi's greatness. Let me ask you a question. Is Golden State really better without Kevin Durant? And you know what? We just may sneak in the NBA awards the same way the NBA snuck in the All-NBA Team Awards. That and more coming up on the Mighty Sports Podcast. But you know what I say. Here we go. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of this hot-ass weather. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. And can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? I couldn't I couldn't wait to 8 o'clock to talk to you. I, I couldn't wait to 8 o'clock to give you to tell you what I had to say. I couldn't let you your mind be poisoned by all of these people. You know, you understand there's been a theme of these last couple of sh- on the last couple of shows this week. I can't keep having your your mind poisoned, but what the hell they're being fed of you out there. So first of all, first of all, let's make this quick and let's wrap up the semis. 
the semis came and went, right? And, and let's and let's let's start it. Let's let's start it at its right point, which is the last time we spoke. The last time we spoke, the Milwaukee Bucks were still facing the Toronto Raptors. Drake is out here giving people massages. He's over here finishing a lot of sentences with the word A. He's sounding real proper like, real cheesy like, but he's excited. And we've seen him excited before. And he had reason to be excited. So. Is this season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? Okay, so here we go. LeBron. So what happens <laughs> is that Milwaukee and Golden Milwaukee and Toronto is playing a close game. Series is tied 2-2, right? Milwaukee won the first two games, and now we've seen the next two games play out in Toronto. And Toronto did what they're supposed to do. Toronto took care of business. Now we're coming back and we're seeing game five in, in Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's playing good. Toronto's playing good. Toronto happens to be playing a little bit better, but they're still playing good. Milwaukee has a lead for the most part of this game. Or for a good portion of this game. But I don't want to talk about that portion of it. I want to talk about like the too sexy for TV portion. Right? And I'm going to tell you something, right? Part of me is kind of a cheapskate. I don't know if you guys know this. Right? You guys probably know. Part of me is kind of a cheapskate. Like, I'll find a way to save money anyway. I can't save money. And a lot of that comes with trying to find a way to watch my sports. So, obviously, I don't have conventional cable like most people do. So when the NBA plays their games, I watch it on TNT. I watch it on, on that little quad box. And I, and I like the quad box. I'm going to tell you something. I like the quad box. I likes the quad. And the reason why I like the quad box is because it gets you the angle on best on, on each best player, right? Let's get you a camera focused right on there. And, and then it gives you two cameras from, from, each side of the, from each side of the court, you know, just just focus on action. All action. As much as they can. But more than anything, what you don't get is the commentary from the TNT crew. And that's probably the part I like about it the best. Because what, what you probably happens to a lot of us is that when you get the commentator, then you have inactive watching, right? Well, you're not actively engaging your watching. Like, you're, you're not really watching the game, but you're, 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 you're kind of listening to the game, you're listening to the flow of the game, and you're hearing for the oohs and the ahs and the reaction of, the, of a commentator. Well, when, you, when there's no commentators, you have no oohs and ahs. You have no reactions. Like, the biggest reaction you can get is when something really happens and you hear the, and you hear the change in the crowd. So it really forces you to watch the game. And in watching the game, I learned a couple of things. One of the things we're going to talk about later. You know how I do. You can't give it all to you all at once. We ain't going to give you the whole eight inches of it. Nah, sometimes you just got to take six. And we'll, and we'll give you the other eight at the, at the final lap. <laughs> So, this game is going on really weird. Milwaukee has the ball. It's coming down to the final, final, final possessions of the game. Milwaukee's down by a possession, right? Two points, I believe, this time. Sip, sip. And what happens is that they shoot an air ball, right? Complete air ball. Tom runs out, shot clock violation. Milwaukee's, um, not Milwaukee's ball, but Toronto's ball. Or, it should, or Toronto shoots an air ball, and it should be Milwaukee's ball. My apologies. 
Toronto has the ball. They shoot it. She shoot an air ball. Great defense by Milwaukee. Right? Shoot the air ball. Toronto gets the ball back. But it's an air ball. Right? But here's where the controversy comes in on how this game ends. And I still need to get clarification on this rule because I haven't quite heard about this rule yet. And, and I'm really curious about it. And it's the first time I've seen it play out this way. Where now it's an air ball. It's the final two minutes of the game. I know about this rule. Final two minutes of the game. So now any play that can be called a turnover is now reviewed. Which I think has completely fucked up the game. Let's believe it. Let's believe it now. It's, now it's completely fucked up the flow of the game. But now there's a lot of little things that, you, that, that were kind of used to going one way. Because of how certain things used to occur. And how referees not used to call things. And I guess maybe this is why this happens now as I'm talking my way through it. It's probably why they, why the extent of this rule now probably comes into play. Because the air ball happens and they challenge the air ball. Great. Challenge works. It's not an air ball. It touched the rim. Okay, good. So then this should be Toronto's ball in my, in my opinion. No, it's not just Toronto's ball. They call a foul on Brook Lopez. The foul on Brooke Lopez didn't happen initially. They called a foul on Brooke Lopez during the review. And this is what confused me. I didn't know that you can call a foul in that situation. Now, as I said, we just finished talking through the, talking through the scenario. So as I'm talking through the scenario, I'm realizing that there are other plays, like when a player slaps another player's hand and the ball goes out of bounds, right? Or you're both jumping for the ball and the player hits another player's hand, the ball goes out of bounds. Now, normally, the referees call it out on the player that hits the other player's hand to shove the ball out of bounds. Because they know the reason why it went out of bounds is because, hey, this dude literally slapped my hand. So now they've been able to, to review that, to turn, to turn over that call. They're like, okay, now they'd be like, okay, say, oh, hey, hey, it was, I understand your hand was slapped. It's out on you. So I guess now to be able to correct that, to be like, hey, it's out on you, but your hand was slapped. So now we're gonna assess a loose ball foul. Because we're not just gonna we're not we're not just gonna benefit the, the guy that's doing the foul in because you because he forced you to knock the ball about. So maybe this is where that play is, is is being played. But at this point in time, you stop play. So even if they so even if they're incorporating that particular source of the rule, right? Put your hands on the wheel. We're ready to take this doozy, right? Take this ride with me. Right? Because we're about to say fuck that. Because technically now, once it was a shot clock violation, the ball was dead. A foul can't happen after a dead ball. So now what happens is that Toronto now gets to go to the line for free. And with that, a one-possession game now turns into a two-possession game. And now, we see this game end. 105-99, Toronto. Drake is all happy. Toronto's celebrating. You know, Jurassic Park is going all crazy. The whole country is buzzing. Of Canada, that is. They feel slighted. 
Like we don't respect them or some shit. Whatever. I got a cousin in Canada. Me and him talk all the time. We have to, we're gonna bring to light a conversation that me and him had. Because very ironically, it's also a conversation that managed to get spied upon, eavesdropped on, and leaked. And with that leakage, they have taken a conversation that me and my cousin had and made it into national news. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But before we get there, before we get there, before we get there. Game six of the NBA um, NBA finals came around, right? NBA cha- Eastern Conference Championship came around. And mind you, mind you, mind you, we don't want to, we don't want to ignore this. We don't want to ignore this at all. At all, at all. And that is, we had, there was one big point made, right? One big fat point made. And that big fat point was made by Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he said, basically, he said, we will not walk quietly into the night. No, sir, we shall not be moved. No, no, no. We didn't land on Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park landed on us. He bellows. We will not fold. And then... They folded. Yeah, sorry. I wish it was a little bit more climactic. Nope, they folded. 194, they folded. And, listen. Giannis came out and said, yo, we're going to come out pissed. We're going to come out play. We're not going to fold. We're going to come out there like some... He ain't come out there and say, basically, what was said like in the Super Bowl, we're going to come out there like some angry dogs. He ain't go that far. But he, he, he made proclamation that they will not fold. And yet they did. And they and listen, he they did what he said. Milwaukee came out pissed, while Toronto remained calm and skilled. And Milwaukee took took the lead of this game, and he held the lead early. And Toronto remained calm and skilled until eventually Milwaukee folded, and they lost the lead. And Toronto remained. Calm and skilled, almost as calm and skilled as a person that can't move because they are stuck from that gin and juice. You know that uncle at the barbecue that sits there with his red cup in the corner while everybody else having fun, smoking that cigarette with that funny smell. Always has to get away from everybody, but not just away from everybody, even away from the from the people that are smoking the regular looking cigarettes. He has to get away from everybody, but eventually he sits down and slumps in his little chair, sips on a cup. Even when, even when there's even when he's at an event that doesn't have alcohol, this uncle always has that kind of cup. Calm and skilled from his gin and juice. And when Milwaukee made their run and closed out the and closed out that that lead and trying to take it back over. And and, and make and try to make all the difference in the world to win. 
Toronto remained calm and skilled. And not for nothing, they should have remained calm and skilled because their leader is calm and skilled. And so is their team. And granted, not everybody is calm and skilled. But they are experienced. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about all that. And I do mean all that. When we come back. I'm your host, Talento Martella. You're still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Right here on my tsports.net the only place where every single voice and every single take remains to be yeah take that find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities walking through the quad shopping for groceries exercising doing your laundry Dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks. Read e-textbooks and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only Donald Omar Taylor. If you're still listening, I mean, you're still listening right here in the number one place to listen to the number one sports podcast. And that's right here on my T sports.net so before we left we were over here talking about the, this Toronto team this, this highly skilled Toronto team and we call them highly skilled because if you don't know Toronto is highly skilled and no nah, I don't want that take that off give me something new how are you gonna come back with the same shit I had before give me something new there we go <laughs> There's a reason this team is highly skilled. Now, think about all the guys that have been in the playoffs, right? You have Cal Lowry, who has been in the playoffs, who has been in multiple Eastern Conference championships. And we're talking about recently, within the last five years, multiple appearances, right? You have Sergi Baca, another guy who's been in an NBA championship. Multiple NBA playoff runs. And been in a conference championship. Multiple. We're able to talk about throughout his career and within the last five years. Marcus All. Another guy who has been in the playoffs within the last five years. Consistently contended in the Western Conference Championship. Or for the Western Conference. He wasn't in it, but he was for the Western Conference Championship. Taking his team, having great wins, having great runs, being the catalyst for his team. And then we actually have the guys that have actually won it. 
So let me just get you, let me just let you know the three positions we have highlighted so far. That, is, that now has current playoff position and conference championship position, if not NBA championship position. Your point guard position, your power forward position, and your center position. All have at least, at minimum, been in the playoffs, at maximum, been in the NBA championship. Between those three players, minimum playoffs, second round, maximum NBA championship. And then let's bring in Danny Greed and Kawhi Leonard. We're talking about two guys who have not only now been in an NBA playoffs, they've not only been in a Western Conference Championship, not only been in an NBA playoffs, not only won an NBA playoffs, but also been an NBA Finals MVP. That's who we're talking about when we're talking about Toronto. When we're talking about what Kawhi Leonard is. And then you add guys like young guys like Siakam and Scott Van Pelp or whatever his name is, Van Van Fleek. You know, got my shit, got my shit on Van Fleek. <laughs> so, listen. Not to take anything away from Giannis. So, so we're not we're not taking a lot away from Giannis Antetokounmpo today. But, but, but he did. Not do what he was supposed to do. He said he wasn't going to fold. And he folded. He said they weren't going to walk quietly into that night. And they did. Now Giannis. Listen. You are on the clock. And we're going to give you two years. To fully develop your game in its totality. But that does not elude the fact. That on this night, this week, in this series for the city of Milwaukee, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have failed this city. It is plain as that. So, now... Why are we going to give Giannis not a full pass, maybe like a weekend pass, a hall pass? You know, he can't skip school, but he's allowed to be seen in a hall between classes because he's earned that kind of cachet with the school and the faculty, right? But let's talk about Kawhi's greatness. Right? And his individual defense. And also has come up some scheme. But let's not get it twisted. This is this is all Kawhi. Let's see how much time we have before the next break. We got we got some good time here. Kawhi Leonard. So before I say that, me and the cuz, right? Me and the cuz. Right? Cousins in Canada. And this is how I know that our wires are being tapped. Because this is a conversation me and him is having in Canada. <laughs> so we, so me and my cousin are having a conversation on, on, on our recorded line, right? On our tapped recorded line. And the cousin comes to me. And, and, and granted, I'm telling you about me talking to my cousin in Toronto because obviously he's, he's a Raptors fan. And me and him have been going back and forth all week. Or not all week, all year talking about the Toronto Raptors. Now granted, he's happy as he should be. But... 
I still, we still had to make sure that things were brought into his proper perspective and into his proper light. I didn't want him to get carried away here. You know, as he's as he's over here boosting and bragging about his team, I had to also remind him, listen, we were sitting here nervous about them. We were sitting here wondering if they could pull it off. And part of the reason we was wondering if they could pull it off is because you still have guys like the magician Kyle Lowry. Yes, that's his new name, the magician Kyle Lowry. Because in the very first game of the whole entire NBA playoffs, he disappears against DJ Augustine while that dude drops 28 on his head. Yes, the magician Kyle Lowry is still on your team. So we knew we still had guys like that. On the squad. So we didn't get carried away. But now. Oh no. Oh now. Toronto. Go ahead and get carried away. Canada. Go ahead. And away your carry. It's to be. It's to be understood. So my cousin calls me. And once again. Is this. This is going to tie into another situation. That we spoke about earlier. The cousin. Me and the cousin talking. And he goes to me. And he says. Yo cousin. You know eh. I have to ask you a question. Is Kawhi Leonard the best thing that we have seen since Michael Jordan, eh? And I was like, Danger zone. Pump your brakes, cuzzo. You maybe reach a little bit, but I think I understand what you're saying. I think you understand what he was trying to say. And I'm telling you, this is my response. Smoke weed every day. That you know what, Cuzzo? You may not be too far-fetched, and I'm going to tell you why. And, and I'll start by saying the only reason so far I'm not putting him in that Jordan camp because Jordan is such a far-reach. Jordan is the upper echelon of his category, right? So to say that somebody's the next Jordan is to really put him up there. It's to really hold him in high. But I understand what he was saying because I told you how I've been forced to watch these games, right? Without any commentators, just watching the action. And because of TNT, a lot of times watching a camera focus just on Kawhi Leonard. And then the team around him. <coughs> Excuse me, in a separate box. But just on Kawhi Leonard alone. And based off of that, I was watching Kawhi get the ball. Take three, four, five dribbles sometimes. Get to a spot. Bam. Pull up. Shoot. Over you. Bam. Take the ball. Get three, four, five dribbles. Put his back to you. Bam. Turn around. Shot. Money. Gets his shot. Gets the ball. And, and we're all talking about in that three-point stance. Gets the ball. Takes three, four, five dribbles. Gets to the rim. Makes contact, makes a shot, gets to the draws a foul whatsoever. And I seen him rinse, wash, and repeat. Rinse, wash, and repeat. This over and over again, just bludgeon teams to death. 
and they couldn't stop Kawhi Leonard as he had this ball one on one. And mind you, he is still doing he's still doing all of the heavy lifting on the defensive end of the ball. So when my cousin came and said to me, "Hey cousin, is Kawhi Leonard in the best thing that we have seen since Michael Jordan?" And I said to him, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Pump your brakes, cousin. Maybe a little bit too far. But I understand what you're saying. Because while you, as a Canadian, may have gone all the way to the top of the mountain, hopped on a ladder, jumped into your spaceship, and flew to the moon to get this comparison. I understand what you're saying. And what I'm trying to say is that I was watching these games wondering if Kawhi Leonard has been the next best thing that we've seen since Kobe. And then the, the, the dots started to connect. Because if Kawhi, if, if Kawhi Leonard is the next best thing that, we've, that I'm thinking since Kobe, and Kobe's the next best thing that, we've since, that, that we know for a fact now, Cause when Kobe was doing it, we were like, "Ah, it's kind of. We don't know for sure." So like, we know now for a fact because now we can admit it. He's like, he's no, he's past the twilight of his, his his career. Now we've seen the downside. He's already retired. We can now give him that. It's hard to give Kawhi that because because he still has to go up in his career. He is a coming down. Once Kawhi starts to come down, if he has put the necessary rings and championships or body of work to, to, to do so, then we'll be able to very easily say, yes, he's in that Jordan branch. But I'm telling you now, he is in that Jordan tree of players. And that Jordan tree of players is Kobe Bryant. And I'm telling you, indirectly, if you're going to say that somebody is the next Kobe, then you're very indirectly saying they are the next person that you've seen since Kobe, since Michael. And I'm and, and listen, it's in the skill set that we just said. Gets the ball, 3-4 dribble, gets to his shot. Get, make, gets his shot off, gets his post-up shot off, takes the ball to the rim. But also, so you guys don't mistake this, but also plays great defense. See, that's the caveat. Jordan has a tree. And in that tree is Kobe Bryant. Also in that tree. Yeah. Also in that tree. Fun guy. <laughs> is Kawhi Leonard. When we come back, I know you guys want to know who else is in this Jordan tree. And I also know that you won't be surprised of who I leave out. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast right here on MyTSports.net. Celebrating hump day the only way I can by making sure that it remains. Sorry, boys. No. My team. There we go. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then 
head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Me, still your host, Alan Tomar Taylor. You, you're still listening right here on MightySports.net, which means I am grateful for you taking the time out to listen to me rant about sports. That's what we do here. So, Jordan has a tree, right? Jordan has a tree. And in that Jordan tree is Kobe. We all know that. Five-time champion, top five scorer, what eight-time MV not MVP but uh, but NBA All-Star scoring champion. Like a lot of the players in the Jordan tree, right? Scoring scoring champions, multiple-time All-Stars. Now, all of them aren't champions, and that's maybe where the confusion comes in. But they all play both sides of the ball. And there's one guy because of this, I don't know if I want to put him in this category anymore. I think I'm shifting his category. And I'm, and, and <clears throat> I'm going to tell you in a minute who I'm switching categories when we get there. Because we're going to skip him out. Now, also, in this, in this Jordan tree, right, you have guys like Allen Iverson. Believe it or not. At the time, Andy we were on the court that he won. And now, Allen Iverson has also been put in a different category for me as well. And and some and he's almost in the category with Allen Iverson for me. And I'll tell you the, the I'll tell you the Allen Iverson category. Because they are really only what, maybe two, three? Five people in that category? It could be a lot. And you'll see why. Because I've been trying to find a way to fill that category. And it's kind of hard. Really, really hard. Allen Iverson's in that category. Of that Jordan category. Played both sides of the ball. Got to every single spot on the floor that he wanted to. Was a complete assassin. Did what he Did what he wanted to. Also in that category, Tracy McGrady. Also in that category. Now, 
Tracy McGrady and Allen Iverson are probably going to be the only two people in this Jordan category without actual rings. Now, this category, believe it or not, may also be the Dr. J category, but I'm not quite sure. I haven't seen enough. I don't remember seeing enough of Dr. J's early work to be able to put him in there. But this this category may on um, like the god like while this may be Jordan's category, the godfather of this category may be Dr. J. So, mind you, I'm not I don't know how Dr. J game looked like quite yet in its full totality, but I believe Dr. J would have been in this category. As, as so we put him here as the godfather of the category. Like Michael Jordan may be all the leaves, but Dr. J is the root. As we're talking about all the branches. You know who else is in this category? And you guys don't realize it? And, mind you, Alan Iverson doesn't get looked in this category a lot of times because of his size. Which, may, which, which because of his size, if we're going to put him in a separate category, we'll, we'll talk about his category. Because there's somebody else I would like to put in his category, but because of his size, you may not agree with me because he could be physically pushed around. See, with most of these guys... They really can't be physically beaten up. Now, Kevin Durant may be one of the few, uh, maybe the few outliers because he can't be physically beaten up. But because of his height, at seven foot, he um, it makes him even more uniquely skilled. But look at Kevin Durant. Both sides of the ball, offense, defense, protects the rim, guards his man. You know, can 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 and can get to anywhere he wants to on this scoring from the three from the triple threat position in the NBA is what it's called that is Kevin Durant for you and we've already talked about him Kawhi Leonard also joins them as you can see Kevin Durant two-time champion Kawhi Leonard one-time champion Tracy McGrady I think Tracy McGrady may have gotten one championship with the San Antonio Spurs. But I definitely know Allen Iverson may not, doesn't have one. So Allen Iverson may be the only person without a ring in this category. Now I know what you're wondering. Hey, where's LeBron in them? Where's LeBron? Where's Le LeBron isn't in this category. Because LeBron isn't the kind of player that Jordan... Kobe, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Durant, even Kawhi Leonard was. To be honest with you, look at all these guys. Not only did I say they play both sides of the ball, but also they're score first guys. Right? Not only can they get the, not only can they get the ball in the th triple threat position and do anything they want, they're score first guys. These are guys that, for the most part, aren't going to give you more than six assists in a game. These are all guys that at some point in their career, right, you have thought of them as a ball stopper, as a ball hog. But you've also thought about them as the guy that you want the ball with at the end of, at the, end of the game. The guy, that, the guy that you want the ball with the end, to take the last shot of the game. The guy that you want to close out games for you. There's a whole lot of things in this category that, also, that, that, kept, that LeBron James isn't. And, and it's also based off of what LeBron James is. And what LeBron James is is, is a very... Willing shearer of the ball, LeBron James is is, is the guy that's it's that even though yeah he's gonna get you twenty five, he's more trying to get you eight assists. These guys could give you two shits about about assisting the ball. 
They want to score buckets and prove that they can at any point in time. And when they and when they get too overwhelmed and they give you the ball, you need to know what the fuck to do with it. See, there's no other person in that Jordan category, but because of his size, I may have to put him in a different one. You guys determine where you want to put him, but he belongs in the category, and he may be in the special one by himself. Not by himself, but he may be in the special one. LeBron James is in this is in the magic category. See, not to say they don't play offense and that they don't they don't play defense, right? Cause they do they did both. But these guys are also better passers, much better passers. They were floor generals. These were guys that, for the most part, they were a lot better with the ball in their hand coming down the court and making decisions than just giving them the ball in one set location and having them make plays for them, even for themselves, even though they could. Their best strength, because of how they play and how they knew and how they knew about the game. Also, not gonna lie to you, a lot of times we also consider these guys in this category smarter than the guys in the Jordan category. Like, I think most players will most players will probably say that 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 Magic may have been a smarter player than than Jordan. I think most people would say that Kobe is a smarter player. I mean, not Kobe, but that and people say it. Doesn't mean it's true, but they'll say it. I believe it. That LeBron James may be a smarter player than Kobe based on how they played the game. In this category, it's also a very special category. You don't have a lot of players in this category either. And you see the kind of people in this category, right? From the highs and the lows. See the thing about see the thing about Jordan's category. Right, is that it's kind of hard to put the guy there that ha that's high and low because when he's high and low, you just kind of call him streaky, and he doesn't always play the defense out of the ball. But when they do, they're kind of what Clay Thompson. I mean, not Clay Thompson. They're J.R. Smith. They're Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. When they're playing both sides of the ball, the ones that do that when they was playing offense and defense and could get, you, know, you understand. Like, but they, you call these guys streaky, the guys that did it on the lower levels. But see, in this category of magic, you can really see the guys on the lower levels that are tangible to the game. See, and that's the difference. They're see, scorers, once they can't score, see, I have to understand, this Jordan category, they're, stri they're strictly scorers. This magic category is, is, a, is a category of playmakers. Not to say that they can't score, but these guys are playmakers. They make plays for your team. They make your team better even when they are not having great scoring nights at times because of how they share this ball. Like I said, there's somebody that kind of could belong in this category too, but like I said, because of his size, you won't allow him to, so we just may have to put him in his own separate category. These are the guys that when they get that when they get that rebound, they push that ball. That ball moves, that ball goes ahead. Like it goes everywhere. Listen. In a weird sense, and there's actually a guy I may add into this category if I haven't put him in here already. But in this category, you have guys like Jason Kidd. Right? 
you have a different AI in this category. Andre Ingadala. I want you guys to go and look, look at those early Philadelphia tapes of what Andre Ingadala did for Philadelphia after Allen Iverson left. Because Andre Ingadala was doing, was trying to do the same exact thing that Iverson was doing with that Philadelphia team, just not quite as, as successful, but still successful. In the sense that he was helping them get into the playoffs, that is. Helping them make playoff comparisons. In this category, and once again, so far, Magic, championship. LeBron James, champion. Jason Kidd, champion. Andre Gondala, champion. Draymond Green is in this category. You've heard me say this before. Look at Draymond Green. Look at Draymond Green. We're going to talk about Draymond Green a little bit later, too. But we're going to talk about it all. Draymond Green's in this category. Look at his intangibles. Look at his intangibles. Look at his tangibles. Look at what he does. Granted, he ain't the guy that's definitely going to... He, he isn't giving you 26 on a consistent basis scoring the ball. But defense, rebound, assist, playmaking, pace, and everything else he gives you. Now, the inconsistent guy in this in this group, the real inconsistent guy in this group, but you still see it when he is when he was consistent for two years, Lance Stevenson. He's in that same chemical makeup. He's in that same exact category. Lance Stevenson. Now, the guy of a guy I'm gonna add in this category. And it's really weird. I'm trying to figure out where I want to put him. And I want to say, with no rings, maybe a CP3. See, CP3's size is one of those guys that makes it hard for him to really be categorized. Because if CP3 is six foot seven, then is he? Then that's what I start figuring out. Now you start asking the question: Is he more LeBron or is he more Jordan? And this is where you come to the fact that I think he's more LeBron than Jordan. And there and goes your thing. He's more Magic than Jordan. So he gets in this category. And, see the, and this is where you have to put it in. These guys at their, at, at their at regular height that, that, they, that you could judge of, these smaller guys. If they were 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", anywhere between 6'5", and 6'9", then you're judging them completely differently. Once you get to 6'10", you got to judge differently. Once you're under 6'4", you kind of get judged differently. Dwayne Wade is in the Jordan category. I didn't mention him. No disrespect. No disrespect whatsoever to Dwayne Wade. Or Miami in this sense. I wasn't at attention there. Now, I know some of you youngins may be wondering, hey, what about James Harden? What about G what 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 about Jimmy Beard? Huh? What about Jimmy the Beard? Well You know what? I'll tell you about Jimmy the Beard when we come back. We'll take another quick break. Talk about that one. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, 
and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only talent, Don Martell. If you're still listening, I mean, you're still listening right here on the one and only MightySports.net, the only place where every single take and every single show that you can find every single episode, doesn't matter what you find here, if it's on the MightySports.net, you can guarantee that it is. Mighty. Yes. So, you're wondering, okay. So I told you where Jordan was. We told you where Kobe was. We told you where Kawhi was. We told you where LeBron James was. So most of you guys should, should, should be happy, right? You should be happy, most of you. But you're all not happy. You're not happy yet. Because there's some of you recent guys that are wondering, Hey, where's Jimmy the Beard? He was, he was the MVP last year. Where's Jimmy the Beard? Where's, where's Jimmy Harden? He's in the talks to be MVP this year. He's been in the talks to be MVP the last four years. I know you don't like him, but I know his game is a fluke. You, you know, you call him all that and stuff. But I mean, he, he puts up the numbers. You know, he puts the game. Like, where's Jimmy the Beard? Where's Jimmy the Beard? Well, I'll tell you where James Harden is. James Harden is in his own category. And in the James Harden category... We have guys like Camelo Anthony and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, we have those guys. And I'm going to tell you what it, what these guys have. Like, so, <laughs> and this is actually probably the best way to describe it in a way, but it's going to give it a negative connotation all of a sudden. Where these guys they, they have all the offensive skills but none of the defensive skills. Let's start there. Let's start there. Their offensive to defensive proximities don't match up and that's what we ultimately know about these guys if you give these guys now these guys have all the qualities of the jordan guys and and, and this is the thing about them these guys see see and, and this is the thing about them. these guys all have the quality of the jordan guys on the offensive side of the ball these guys you give them the ball and they and they're gonna score any place in the game that they want. Triple threat, three-point range, they're gonna get to the line, they're gonna, they're gonna get, they're gonna make free throws, you understand? Like, they're gonna get, they are gonna get you, what, at least eight points off of free throws every single game, maybe? Six at minimum in a bad game? Those are these kind of guys. Unfortunately, these guys don't always, they don't, they don't always play defense. And them not playing defense is ultimately what keeps on hurting them. 
And these guys may, it's funny, really be the number one guys that have the Mamba mentality more than anything else. Because they don't have the Jordan skills. It's more, they think they're like Jordan and them. And so on one side of the ball, yes, they can give you those moments, but they don't give you it everywhere that you need it. These guys, these guys are professional bucket getters. Let's not get it twisted. These guys are professional bucket getters. These guys can even be relied upon at the end of the game to hit a game-winning shot. But when it comes to guarding the best player, And let's say the best players of their subsequent position on their team, these particular guys may not be the best individual to have on that person. They may just get exposed. LeBron, Curry, Wade, Jordan, <laughs> not Wade or Jordan, but, um, Wade, Kobe, for Harden, LeBron, for Melo, CP3, and even Steph Curry, for Kyrie Irving. And I know you're wondering at this point in time, like, whoa, I've heard you say a lot of stuff. I see a lot of stuff. I don't see a lot of people in there. You don't see Russell Westbrook in here now. I don't know where to put him yet. I don't I don't know where to put him yet. This triple double monster, he's his own kind of guy. He's a, he's his own different monster, own different reckless machine. But he doesn't get put in these categories that Huh. As much as I may love him, that I guess that matter, I guess. Like, he's in a category of Oscar Robinson. I don't know where to put Oscar Robinson in either because I've never seen Oscar Robinson play. I just know that he's in the Oscar Robinson category. There are other guys, other categories. And I know and I know more than anything, you're probably wondering, hey, hey, where is Steph Curry? Well, Steph Curry's been the one guy I've been trying to figure out. And I thought about putting Steph Curry in the same category. I put Allen Iverson in, but then I thought Iverson kind of make, put it, was in the same category as Jordan. So that still kind of left Steph Curry in his own little category. And I, and I kind of wondered, who the hell is in this category, Steph Curry? And I thought, hmm, was maybe Wilt Chamberlain or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in this category with Steph Curry? And I know you're wondering, like, whoa, how can those guys be in this category with Steph Curry? I was like, hmm, maybe is Shaq in this category? But these guys, and like, wait, was Shaq? How is Steph Curry being put in the same category of all of these great, these great centers? And the reason is that because they're all these guys, I consider game breakers, game breakers, and game changers. Like their presence forced cataclysmic shifts in the NBA game. Game. Breakers. 
once again, didn't see enough of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But I know he was, what, seven foot six with a Scott Hood and nobody can block. Forced you to have to do whatever you needed to do. I kept on trying to match up with just him. Will Chamberlain. Now, Will Chamberlain, we all know that if Will Chamberlain wanted to go out and get 100 points in the game, he could. If he wanted to go out and get 50 um, assists in the game, he could. If he wanted to go out and get 50 rebounds in the game, he could. Will Chamberlain was one of the few guys that, when he was playing the course of the game, that he can literally will himself to doing anything he wanted to do. Except for win championships every year. Like Bill Russell did, who's in his own category. Because he's just in the category because it don't mean a thing because this guy's got that bling category. I mean, I don't give a fuck what category, what topic, or what thing you have to say. The number one answer you like Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Billy Russell. Will Russell. William Russell. Willie Russell. Say it however you want to say it. Slick Willie Russell. <laughs> you understand? Dollar Bill Russell. I don't care. He is in his own character. Like, like, you understand? Like, the stone that we build the mountain out of is him. So why we put a whole bunch of people on Mount Rushmore, or we like to carve a lot of people and make statues out of, the stone that is used to make these people is him. Him. The stone that has made Michael Jordan is Bill Russell. The stone that that we carve Shaq out of is Bill Russell. Because that dude got 11 rings. Two as a coach. Enough rings to put on his goddamn middle finger, pinky toe. So, that, listen, you understand? He has enough rings to flick you off with all four extremities. And have multiple rings on all four of them. I'm just saying. That's Bill. It's just Bill for you. He could put three rings on each extremity. So. I've really thought about where to put Stephen Curry. And Stephen Curry just gets in his own game-breaking scenario because... For what he does on the court, you really can't explain for. And listen, that kind of goes right into to, to, to what's going on with Golden State right now. Because while all this noise is going on, right, about, oh, who is the MVP? And is Kawhi the next Jordan? And, 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 and is Giannis going to develop his shot? Which I told you, we give you two years, Giannis. Is Giannis going to develop his shot? And if all these big things are going to happen, very quietly, Golden State swept Portland. Very quietly, Damian Lillard. You have failed this city. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah. 
very quietly, Golden State is resting. Very quietly, Golden State won five straight games without Kevin Durant. And now the whole basketball world. A guy in Kevin Durant, what we just told you, is in the Jordan category. That's the reason why Kevin Durant will be better than 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 LeBron. Look at the category he's in. So we're wondering, is Golden State really better without Kevin Durant? And the answer is, that's not what I was going to say. You're funny. <laughs> is not. Stop that. Let's try this again. They ask, is Kevin, is the Golden State Warriors better without Kevin Durant? And this is no. Yeah, yeah ha, ha, fooled you. <laughs> the answer is 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 really not really. And 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 I know that's not a yes and it's not a no. The the the, the answer is not really. They're different. They're vastly different, but they're different. And I'm gonna tell you how they're different. If you're thinking about keeping Kevin Durant and you're worried about the salary cap, well, guess what? Worry no more. Because with Kevin Durant, you have the best player in the world. You have a player that can get his own shot from anywhere on the court once he crosses half court. Triple threat, three-point, mid-range, post, you name it. Deep range, deep range, mid, deep range contested. The only thing about it is with Kevin Durant on the floor, Golden State slows down. Listen, it's the same way that with Boogie Cousins on the floor and Kevin Durant, they are a little bit slower than if you just now you have that same team and you remove Boogie Cousins. They speed up. But let's get back to Kevin Durant. What also happens is that they really make everybody on the team expendable. Because you have a player that can get his own shot. You have a player that can do everything he wants. You have a player that can do whatever he likes. But the game slows. And when the game slows, I believe that this is when Golden State is, is, is becomes more, a little bit more beatable. But this team with Kevin Durant is not beatable because even though the game does slow with him on the court and he can't get a shot or whatever, when things really break down, they can still revert to the old pace of play and their pace of and their old pace of play without Kevin Durant is what really helps 
push. Really helps push their lead a lot of times and helps grow their lead. And then what happens now once they have that lead, then you have the Kevin Durant, which we're gonna give a different name to at some point in time. But when all those things break down, then you have Kevin Durant. When, when you're up, then you have Kevin Durant. You understand that while the ball is moving and you're trying to get everybody their shot, everybody's having fun now, now what starts to happen is that when you get down to the last eight seconds of the shot clock, now you can just give the ball to Kevin Durant for him to get whatever shot he likes. So basically, you're, you're over here playing that you guys get a shot in 14 seconds. And in under 14 seconds, is Kevin Durant time. And that works. Because for most parts, or for most, for not for most parts, but for most, oh, for the most part, it works. It works. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> but it does. For the most part, that works for them because it also helps them keep their pace of play up for the most part. Well now without Kevin Durant, you don't have that luxury in the last 10 seconds of the clock. So you may always wanna get a fast shot period because you're always just trying to get the best shot. Right? And that usually comes very early in the shot clock versus later in the shot clock once the defense gets to settle. Because when the defense gets to settle, then you're screwed because you could be matched up against. But not when you have Kevin Durant. See, without Kevin Durant, everybody matters. Everybody matters. And everybody eats. And Stephen Curry is the engine that drives that machine. And Draymond Green is the battering ram that shoves that rod right down your throat. Right down your gates, breaking over, breaking down your walls and making you scream, oh my God, bloody murder. The ball moves, the pace quickens. And they become hard to beat. See, and, and, and let me, let me, let me, let me back something up for you guys, right? Because people really put this in a, in a very bad misconception, right? People really put this in a really bad light. Is that they say that Kevin Durant joined Golden State and it ruined basketball, right? As if Golden State was this super team. No, they aren't. Let me tell, let me ask you this, right? When they were playing against Cleveland, that first year, you know what we end up finding out? Stephen Curry is better than Kevin is, is better than Stephen is better than LeBron James. That's really what we found out. I know you think I'm crazy, but once again, you look at Stephen Curry because of his size and he could be bullied and pushed around. And you can't bully or push around LeBron James. But that doesn't mean that his skill set is up there with Stephen Curry's. He can't shoot like Curry. He can't dribble like Curry. He can't penetrate like Curry. 
He can't make, you understand? Like, Stephen Curry gets to the lane just as much, just as easy as LeBron James does, and he's half his size. So let's not get, let, let's, let's, let's make something real clear, right? People say that Kevin Durant went to Golden State and he, and, 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 and he fucked up that team. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what Kevin Durant was. He was the ringer. Golden State shouldn't have matched up with Cleveland. If we put it side by side, star for star, let me ask you this. You have, you have, you, you have Stephen Curry, right? He's the only superstar on that team. He's the only blockbuster guy. He's the only guy on that team that can get his own shot, create his own play, that can score from any port on that, on that, on that court. Only Stephen Curry. Klay Thompson could barely fucking dribble. Draymond Green, we told you he can't do that himself. And who did they have before? Matt Barnes. So you tell me. After Stephen, after Steph Curry, who's the next best player? When I say, hey, the team you have to pick from Steph Curry, Klay Thompson. Um, who did I miss? Draymond Green. Matt Barnes and LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Because I'm pretty sure the answer today is almost the same the answer that it was four or five years ago. You're picking Steph Curry and LeBron James one and two, and then after that is Kyrie Irving, followed by maybe... Clay Thompson, if you don't put Kevin Love ahead of him. And that's because, listen, and that's because Clay Thompson, um, Kevin Love can still put up, can still put up a double-double and still bang and still bang threes. So in that series, let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. And let's not act like that. When it came to the ranking of players, that Golden State Warriors came up on the short end of the stick until they got the ringer. Because let me ask you, if you match, if, if you if you can honestly say that, okay, let, let's 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 we're gonna try to put this a couple different ways now, right? We gave it to you flat out. Now let's now, 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 now let's go blow for blow, keep for keep. Stephen Curry. Right? Who does who matches up with him on the on on, on on Cleveland? That would have been Kyrie Irving, right? If you want to say that. Then on then you now you take Cleveland and you say, okay, who matches up with LeBron James then? And that's when things start to get dicey. That's when things start to get tricky. Because now you're wondering, okay, well, nobody on that team matches up with LeBron James on Golden State. You're not going to, like, Draymond Green isn't on that level. He's in that same tree, not on that level. Clay Thompson isn't on that level. Andre Iguodala, he's in that same tree, he's on that level. Nobody's on that level of LeBron James. None of their starters. Okay, cool. So you know what? Maybe... Matching, maybe matching Kawhi, maybe matching Kyrie Irving with Kyrie Irving with Steph Curry. Maybe that's, that was the mistake, right? Maybe that's where we messed up at. 
Maybe that's where the problem is. So now we wonder, okay, let's flip it. Because obviously we had things out of order. Obviously we had things out of place. Obviously we just we just did that initial matchup bad, right? We shouldn't be putting we shouldn't be putting Kyrie Irving and matching him with 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 Stephen Curry because even though they match up on the court together, but they don't play the same role. Like Stephen Curry is the best player for his team and the catalyst for his team and why everything goes. And if you had to technically match that up to the next per to the person on Cleveland, that would have been LeBron James. Cool. So now you tell me who's the next person that matches up to Kyrie Irving on Golden State Warriors. And you're not gonna say it's Kevin. You're not gonna say it's it's Clay Thompson. You're not gonna say it's Draymond Green. You're not gonna say it's any. You're not gonna say it's Andre Iguodala. You're not gonna say it's it's, it's Sean Livingston. You're gonna say you're not gonna say it's anybody. Cleveland had two players on their team that can get their shot at any time they want. Cleveland had two unguardable players on their team. Who did Golden State have outside of Steph Curry? Nobody. So adding Kevin Durant was really just to even out with LeBron James's Cleveland. Because all they did was get a second player that can also get their own shot any way they anytime they wanted to, just like Cleveland actually had, but failed to beat them with. Actually, no, I'm lying. We actually saw that how injuries helped out Golden State in that first matchup. Injuries also helped out Cleveland in that second matchup. But by the third matchup, they said, you know what? We can't have an injury to our third most important player, technically, interrupt our team. Because technically what you're saying is that the injury to, uh, I guess you can, can't you? To Kevin Love will greatly swing an outcome of a series. Even though it probably wouldn't have, but it may have. And you can't have that happen. So all Golden State did was get themselves a second guy that can score anytime they want. They got themselves a second unstoppable guy. It just so happened is that Golden State already had an immaculate system. So you added an immaculate system with one unstoppable guy and it made them look phenomenal and almost unbeatable until they were beaten. And then you add Kevin Durant, the second unstoppable guy, and now he became the balance breaker. Because while everybody still kind of thought, you know what? We still believe we can beat this team. With Kevin Durant, they just looked at all hopes by the wayside, going away. Just like how they looked at when Boogie Cousins went there. But no, no, things just kept on. Remember, things just keep slowing down and slowing down and slowing down. Now, granted, they brought in Kevin Love. They could have had 
their own version of Draymond Green. Remember, we talked about this, see, see, see? That LeBron James messed himself up by bringing in all of these old guys. Because we've talked about this, we've had to talk about this almost of nauseum over the last month. Kyrie Irving, while the head of Cleveland, led them to three consecutive losing years. In those years, they had, they picked up Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett. Are you telling me that Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett, you know, Anthony Bennett, but maybe, who knows, under LeBron James what he becomes, that they might not have been a better fit, especially since, listen, you picked up wing guys like J.R. Smith and old guys that came in there. You could have still brought them in and not lose your young talent and help develop them. And then, you know what would have happened? LeBron James wouldn't have been looking for, uh, maybe he still would have been, but another young team to go spawn himself onto. He would have had a young team he would have developed. Anthony Wiggins could have given you what Draymond Green was. They were damn near the same body size, same body build, but technically, listen, Anthony Bennett was a number one pick. Draymond, he could have given you what Draymond Green, who was, what, a number, what, 58 pick of the draft? But LeBron James doesn't really develop players the way they keep thinking of. Kyrie Irving doesn't develop. Well, LeBron James develops plays a little bit more. But Kyrie Irving doesn't. This is why Kyrie Irving is in the fluke category with Melo and, and James Harden. And it hurts my heart to say that there's a fluke category. The only reason I can say fluke, I'm saying fluke category because James Harden is in there. But the one-way player. And there's great one-way players. We have great defenders. We may put them in that, and we can't put them in that category because these are the great offensive players. But if you want to put great one-way players, we can add a couple of defenders in there that can't score the ball for a lick. We can add a couple of great passes in there that can't shoot the ball for a lick. Like Raja Rondo. Now is Raja Rondo a Hall of Famer? Don't know. But at least every guy I mentioned in here is gonna be a Hall of Famer. I don't care what you think about it. Kawhi Leonard, I mean, listen, either a Hall of Famer or they gotta be a Hall of Famer. Jordan, Kobe, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Magic, LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Allen Iverson, Draymond Green, and Lance Stevenson won't be, won't be Hall of Famers, obviously. But Harden, Mello, and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, hmm, that's, he may not be a Hall of Famer either. James Harden. Yeah, they're going to look back at this and they're going to put him into the Hall of Fame. The people that are going to be voting for the Hall of Fame are going to remember this era of James Harden a little bit differently and they're going to put him into the Hall of Fame. They ain't going to remember him as the guy that almost ruined basketball because of his gimmicky style of play. No, they're going to put the almost ruined basketball gimmick on Golden State. I said this is a similar to what that Bill Russell Celtics did, the Michael Jordan Lakers did, the Kobe Lakers did. I mean, the Michael Jordan Bulls did, the Kobe Lakers did. I mean, you tell me. Boston, Miami, LeBron James, LeBron James, and listen, and Stephen Curry that made, made made history. The only the only team since since they'll, since that Bill Russell team to make it to five straight NBA championships. Now I know LeBron James has made it to eight, but LeBron James is a bandwagoner that jumps from team to team to try to put himself in the great best positions ever. 
Stephen Curry, all he's ever done was keep on pro improving his game to grow his current team and, improve and grow his team around him till eventually he got to the point where he won a championship with his team and then got great players to come to him. Dwayne Wade stayed there, built up his team, built up the players around him, and then eventually won a championship and then got a great player to come join him. Dwayne Wade is to Steph Curry is to what Kevin Durant is to LeBron James. Don't get it twisted. LeBron James isn't great. He just knows how to follow greatness. And talking about greatness and the balance breaker and all these other guys that are great and have done great this year. To all the big ballers and the money shot callers, the guys that got buckets this year. Big up, big up. You did your thug dizzle. And you should be recommended. You should be recognized. We should see you. And the NBA does see you. The NBA comes out with an award. Or comes out with, 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 with this category. And in this category is where you guys, you ballers of the year, come into play. So the NBA drops their NBA first, second, and third teams, right? All defensive team, all rookie teams, things like that. And I'm going to sit here and tell you. I'm going to sit here and tell you. I can understand why some players were upset. I can understand why one player was upset. And we'll tell you why. So, in the NBA first team. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have, some, we have some differences. We have a lot of differences. So, I'll tell you mine. NBA came with the first team. My all-NBA first team. I have Stephen Curry on there. Best point guard in the league. Don't care what you say. He's the, he's the engine that drives that force. Giannis Antetokounmpo. He put up the best four performance this year. Not all around. Maybe all around. Could be. But really did great. For a guy that couldn't shoot a lick, did really great. Followed by Kawhi Leonard. I told you about Kawhi. Kawhi is probably the next best thing that we've seen since, since Kobe. So which puts him in the Jordan tree. I don't know where to put Paul George at quite yet. Paul George, I've... I've always liked this game. I still never know what his game is. Came out as a three-point shooter. Then then kind of gave that up for defense and mid-range. And now he's back to being a three-point shooter. <laughs> Don't know what his game is. But um, And then we got the Joker as the best big man. The Doughboy of the North. Really opened my eyes, and the fact that he was basically healthy for the most for the majority of the season is the only reason why I gave him the award over Joel Embiid. Also, my second guard, Russell Westbrook, regular season award. He put up a triple double again. 
I don't see any other guard in this league that may have any better season than putting up a triple-double. I don't see a guard worthy enough that led the number one team in the league, Milwaukee, the number two team in the league in Toronto, but the number three team in the league in Golden State. Oh, that's led by Stephen Curry. See? It's real simple. Giannis and Kawhi. One and two. And I know, granted, that's not how I chose it, but that's just kind of how it plays out as well, too, for those guys. The, uh, Russell Westbrook is the only guy that he came in at the number what? What's, what's he? Was he the number six seed? But he put up a triple-double. Excuse me. Now, how does the NBA have it differently? Well, the NBA... Has Steph Curry as well. Good, 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 good. They have Giannis Antetokounmpo as well. Good, 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 good. See, you can see all that at the And they got Jokic as well. Good, 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 You know? Big up, big up. But then, they have Paul George in there. And can't have them knocking Paul George in there. Paul George is one of those guys that we just told, like, man, you know what? We didn't quite know how to place him. So if they want to put him over there above Kawhi Leonard, Cool. I see you. Next, we have what a big discrepancy starts to come into play. And they put James Harden in there. I know. No, no, I'm coming out. Show some respect. Show some respect. Hey. Okay. So they put him in there. And that's why my, my first disagreement. And granted, it's not a big disagreement, right? Because I have James Harden in my NBA second team. He's behind Damian Lillard, right? Dame time. I have Paul George here in my NBA second team along with Kevin Durant and Joel Embiid. Now, granted, listen, Dame, top dog on his team, but his team finished third. But also, you can say if his team finished, if his team finished third, that's only behind Houston and Golden State, behind Toronto and Milwaukee, which means that he is right up there with his which bringing his team in a record to get that top slot of point guards. James Harden, he, uh, whatever. That's my pick. Should be on the second team. Paul George, the psychic to Russ, I got you. Kevin Durant, the psychic Steph, we got you. Embiid, we got you. Kind of led your team, didn't quite lead your team. This is why Harden and Embiid is in that same second category. Now, the NBA. See, some things that don't mix around here. NBA has Damian Lillard as well in the NBA All-NBA second team. They also have Joel Embiid, All-NBA second team. And they also have Kevin Durant as All-NBA second team. Now, they have Kawhi Leonard and the second team versus Paul George. Cool. That's where we flip-flop right there. But then here goes another big jump. They put Kyrie Irving 
in at the NBA second team. Big up, big up. No. There we go. That wasn't funny. That wasn't funny at all. I'm messing with you. So they put... They put Kyrie Irving in the NBA second team. And... The number one, th and you know, we'll talk about this in a second, right? So then we have the NBA 13. And the NBA 13 is when things start to get rough because, I'll be honest, I couldn't think of another forward to put in there, right? There were a lot of them. There were Ben Simmons, I thought about. There was Jimmy Butler. And there was even, there was even um, um, Blake Griffin to even consider. And Blake Griffin, it was kind of hard for me to even consider him because of the injuries. And I, and I couldn't quite think of what Blake Griffin did this year. Like, nothing about Blake Griffin stood out to me. Of, of, of Granted, early, early, when he first got to, when he first started off the season, right? When he first got to the... Pistons, things kind of started off well, but yeah, it's really, it was really hard for me to put Blake in any categories here. So then it's Ben Simmons and and Jimmy Butler, and again I'm over here wondering, ultimately who was more conducive to their team winning regular season games, and all I kept on thinking about, well, maybe. Most pe more people isn't talking about Jimmy Butler because of all the teams that he went on, but in all of the teams that he went on, all he did was impact their winning. So one of the guys that didn't that didn't get mentioned at all anywhere, I'm gonna put in that I put in there, as the other forward was Jimmy Butler. Now, let me tell you how things are gonna ch are gonna get switched up really quickly. So Jimmy Butler gets gets put in there. He's not anywhere on any, on any of these lists, right? Not even as the as, as one of the honorable mentions. LeBron James I have there, and LeBron James is there. NBA as well. NBA thirteen. I said I got Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is there. Now. I also have Kimball Walker on the NBA 13. Kimball Walker is there. Now the All-NBA team has, or the NBA has Russell Westbrook down here, where I have him as number one. Granted, basically they have Harden number one, and I have Harden in the number two category. And... I don't have Kyrie Irving on my list at all. And they have him as number two. I don't have Blake Griffin on my list at all. And they have him as number three. See, my two players that re that replace Kyrie Irving and Blake Griffin is Jimmy Butler and Klay Thompson. You see, the big stink has been over Kimba. And I'm over here wondering why Kimba. Kimba led his team. Kimba, like, granted, Kimba's team didn't make the playoffs. Right? 
But, and, and, that's, and that may be the number one theme here, but then you ask, well, why is Detroit there? And I can't remember if Detroit was made it into the first round and then got swept. So maybe that's the theme here. Right, but the actual NBA, Stephen Curry playoffs, Harden playoffs, Paul George playoffs, Giannis playoffs, Jokic playoffs, Embiid playoffs, Leonard, Durant, Irvin, Dame, Westbrook playoffs. Kimber Walker ain't in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Charlotte didn't make it there. So if you wanted to, so. Everybody keeps wondering why did Kimba make it there, right? And I, cause I, and and the way and and the thing has been oh, Kimba over Clay Thompson, Kimba over Clay Thompson, and I'm wondering well, Clay Thompson definitely belongs in there. Why is Kyrie Irving in there? Kyrie didn't help his team win. Kyrie wasn't wasn't conducive to bringing a winning environment or to put in uh, helping bring additional W's to his team. I'm sorry. Did Boston do better than when they had a mini-me Isaiah Thomas on their team? Did Boston do better than when Kyrie Irving was injured the previous year? I'm sorry. They, this is their worst year out of their last three. How is Kyrie Irving making the NBA team? I'm telling you, I don't want Kyrie Irving in New York. I don't want Kyrie Irving on the Knicks. Kyrie Irving needs to go to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving needs to go to LA. Kyrie Irving could go kick rocks for as far as I care. I don't want him on the Knicks. He has this illusion. It's a fake. He's a fraud. He's not the winner that you think he is. He's not that dude. He puts up points. Yes, he puts up buckets. Let me ask you this. For all, and, and granted, listen, I may be the biggest Camilla Anthony sympathizer, uh, you know, sympathizer out there. And maybe this is how I, how, how it sounded to me when everybody, or I sounded to everybody, when everybody kept on trying to tell me, when I kept on trying to tell me, like, yo, Camilla Anthony, yo, you want him on your team. Yo, Camilla Anthony's good. And I'm like, and people kept on like, no, you don't. I'm like, carry everything. No, you don't. But at least with at least Camilla Anthony brought his team to a winning environment. Camilla Anthony used to help his team win. When Camilla Anthony was drafted, he helped bring his team to the playoffs that same very year. LeBron James didn't. Camilla Anthony made it to a Western Conference Championship as the man on his team. Kyrie Irving still hasn't made it to the Eastern Conference Championship as the man on his team. Kyrie Irving qualified for three straight number one picks as the man on his team. Kyrie Irving made a team in Boston that we all thought was going to be a championship contender team and lost in the second round. This guy made the All-NBA team over Klay Thompson, a guy that put up 50 in a quarter. A guy like a guy like Kimber Walker that actually helps bring W's to his team. He's the engine. He's the catalyst. He is the force that helps drive a much less talented team. You put Kimber Walker in Boston, and I guarantee you, Boston's in the Eastern Conference Championship. And I'll even put money on that they even made it to the in the goddamn NBA Finals. Kyrie freaking Irving. He's a bum, I tell you. But. He made it. He's not my choice, but he made it. Now, there's other players that also made other NBA honors this past weekend. And listen, part of the whole big stink about this, let, 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 let's, let's bring this a little bit full circle. You, want, you may be wondering, hey, you know what? 
Why do why why does it even matter? Why why do you even care? Why does anybody even care that any of these players are making NBA first, second, or third team? Well, what happens is that the player that makes any of these NBA teams, right? See, you guys may have heard me talk about this in the past. About the Derrick Rose rule, right? That, hey, a certain amount of all-star appearances and things like two or whatever, you know, our NBA all-star, our NBA, all NBA teams, then... I'm getting pissed off again because I don't understand why the fuck the New York Jets keep bringing in every goddamn loser from the motherfucking Miami Dolphins. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that goddamn team? He, he, Adam Gates had a fucking losing environment in goddamn Miami, yet we bring him Adam Gates to New York, thinks he's going to help us win here. Then we fire the goddamn general manager. We let Adam Gates keep making fucking decisions, and all he keeps on bringing in is losers from the fucking Dolphins. New York Jets signed linebacker from the Miami Dolphins. Former linebacker, sorry, McSuckskins. So, there's other awards, right? So, the whole meaning behind this is because now what's supposed to happen, right? All right, you have the, let me back up. You have the Derrick Rose rule, right? Derrick Rose rule says that if you get two, you know, I, you have to qualify to be able to get like the Supermax contract, right? In your rookie contract. And because and you have to make two All Star appearances. Now the one thing that does does negate that is making an MVP, um, making it make be uh winning MVP in the in that first contract. Then that access to all NBA teams. You no, know? Derrick Rose rule. Well, that Derrick Rose rule has now been extended past the rookie contract to what's now considered the Kevin Durant rule, right? Where teams are now trying to find ways to help players qualified to make more money to keep them there longer once they're in this portion of their contract and this is where a lot of these guys fall into well one of the guys that this does affect is clay thompson because clay thompson does not make it on there but kimber walker does and by the fact that kimber walker does kimber walker now gets to gets to gets to qualify for that supermax and maybe they didn't want jimmy butler to qualify for that money maybe they thought his antics and, and the way that he carried himself you know throughout those three teams this year i don't know them but he I thought he was more detrimental to his team winning games than Blake Griffin was. Way more than, than Kyrie Irving was. And remind me again, didn't they both get knocked out in the second round anyway? Jimmy Butler in Philly, Kyrie Irving in Boston? Except for Philadelphia and Jimmy Butler was beaten by Kawhi Leonard. The guy that we said that is probably going to be the next Jordan. Versus an inexperienced Giannis Antetokounmpo that doesn't have a shot yet. See? The difference? Also, we have the all we have the we have the all defensive team. The all defensive team was kind of a shocker to me. I didn't make any picks here. I, I listen. They they I, I couldn't make these picks for all defenses. I would have gotten half of them wrong. I could have picked the All NBA team. That's easy. First team, second team, third team starts to become a little tricky. After you know at this at this point in time, but 
the defensive team, you I, listen. There are guys I would have put on there that probably wouldn't have been put on there. Like I probably would have just put guys on there just from what I remember. Like um, the guy that used to be in Brooklyn, I think he's now on the Clippers. I would have put him on there. Marcus Smart's on here. He's on here. Paul George, I, I probably would have had him on here. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Rudy Gobert, they all would have been there. But I would have never thought about Eric Bledsoe. I didn't think Eric Bledsoe was a defensive guy. To be honest with you, I, I don't see Eric Bledsoe when he's on the court when we're playing against Milwaukee. This kind of gets lost to me. Also, on the all-defensive team again, we have Eric Bledsoe from Milwaukee. We have Marcus Smart from Boston. We have Paul George from Oklahoma City. Giannis Antetokounmpo from Milwaukee as well, and Rudy Gobert. And see, and I think Eric Bledsoe's defense is basically is, is, is being helped a lot by whatever Milwaukee is scheming up because I've never heard about him being in any of these defensive categories before like this. Also, in this defensive category, we have Drew Holiday, Clay Thompson. Drew Holiday from, I can't remember, actually. <laughs> Clay Thompson from Golden State. Kawhi Leonard from Toronto. We have Draymond Green from, from Golden State. And we also have Joel Embiid from Philly. And this is the part that gets tricky to me. I didn't also realize, I see, I thought if he made it a defensive team, that he still would have qualified for that Supermax. Nope, 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 nope. It's only for the offensive side of the ball, or the all-NBA team, I guess you could say. And then we also get the rookies. We have the rookies. And in the Rook, Rook made you look. You have Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Trey Young out of Atlanta, Luka Doncic out of Dallas. We get the, we get the center, DeAndre Aiden, out of Phoenix. We get um, the forward, um, Jaron Jackson out of Memphis. And also the other forward, Marion Bagley, um, Marvin Bagley, tripping, um, out of Sacramento. Now, once again, the All-NBA team, that, that kind of would have been, All-NBA rookie team, that's kind of hard to see in all of them. But if, I mean, but I guess it's not hard if you just have to go by position. If you have to go by position, you just kind of just throw them in there. Like Luka Doncic and, and, and Trey Young, they, they were just kind of the two guys that kind of just, just stood out. We all know that DeAndre Aiden was putting up decent numbers as well as Jaron Jackson. Also Marvin Bagley, we all knew about that. Now what, now what you may not realize, what you may not realize is that these guys, these five guys, very ironically, in all of their different positions, we're having, we're having basically a point guard, a shooting guard, if you want to call Luka Doncic a shooting guard, two forwards and a center. These were the first five picks of the NBA draft. Yeah. Look at that. You got a nugget. You got a nice little nugget. They are who we thought they were. Basically, now, yeah. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Well, I'm not crowning them but just they are yet. they who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. What hook? What hook? So, they all made it. But the significance of that is that the last time that all five of the NBA draft picks, top five draft picks made the All-NBA team was the year that we had, you ready for this? Hakeem Olajuwon, Sam Bowie, Sam Perkins, Charles Barkley, and Michael Jordan. Yep, that was the last time the top five picks made it to the All-NBA team. That is like 32 years ago, B. 33 years ago. 
35 years ago. <laughs> you understand? It's over 30 years ago. And I'll be mentioned on the NBA second team, um, Sexton out of, out of Cleveland and Mitchell Robinson out of New York. Also, honorable mention, I think he was just the second, um, the second to last guy left out was also Kevin Knox out of New York. And also our boy um, Treyer also got a couple of votes also for Rookie of the Year. So New York, listen, if, if you're New York, that, I feel a lot of these teams, that doesn't look too bad. The Clippers had a lot of players that were recommended as well. Atlanta, as you can see, was represented well here. Phoenix as well. But New York, yeah, you had three players that were, in, that were at least considered to be on these all-NBA rookie teams. That at least means that you have three very good prospects if you're in New York. And I guess, listen, did I, did I tell you guys I was going to make my prediction? Like, because we're well over the time. You know what? We got about 30 seconds left in the, in the show. I guess I, I guess I could use that time to make my prediction. That that should be enough for me to get out all of the necessary details to tell you how I believe that Toronto doesn't have a chance. We'll talk more about this after we watch these, what, first three games? Game one starts tomorrow night. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. This is how we're going to lead the podcast. Toronto doesn't have a chance. Sorry, cuz. I know that's what you want to hear. It's just the way it is. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My, My tea!